0: Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Racetrack's podcast. Racetech, racetech.com. Thank you to those guys. Use the code promo code PULPMX24 to save. They can also map some ignition to match your motor mods, to match your suspension mods, all of it. Racetech.com. Privateer proven. Check out the gold valves. Get your, get your suspension work done, people. All right, on to the show.
1: PULPMX Network Production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, and Motorsport.com on RacerXOnline.com.
0: Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X Podcast, presented by the folks at Rentall, Maxis, and Motorsport.com. Thanks for uh, listening, everybody. Appreciate it. We're going to get into Detroit and all the things that happened there. But first, Fly Racing, man. Love those guys. Get it your local dealer. Get it at Motorsport.com. 25 years of Fly Racing. Great guys. Great company. And, uh, man, they support the sport in a number of ways with uh, ride days, uh, local dealer ride days, uh, supporting the racers out there, supporting teams out there. Thanks to the folks at Fly Racing. Check out the Formula Helmet, man. It's next level. I'm telling you. If you're looking in the helmet... You want the safest helmet out there? Read about the fly formula. I'm telling you, I think it's the safest helmet out there and uh, super comfortable at that as well. Uh, Renthal as well, Red Bull KTM, Factory Honda with Jet Lawrence winning the race. And you look at uh, the results in the MXGPs as well. You look at uh, Monster Engine Kawasaki. You look at Mitch Payton's team. Renthal, renthal.com. Great uh, website on there, and whether it's uh, bars, grips, chains, sprockets, they've got something for you. They've got a fitment for you. They've got a color for you, all of it. Thanks to the folks at Renthal for coming on board this podcast. Chances are if you've raced or ridden for any amount of time, you've used something for Renthal and probably enjoyed it. So thanks to the folks at uh, Renthal. Max's Tires, King of the Hammers, was this past weekend up in, uh, I think it's Utah. Maybe it's Idaho. Don't, don't yell at me if I got that wrong. But I guarantee you Maxxis Tires did really well at King of the Hammers this past weekend. UTV Tires are next level. Mountain bike tires are great as well. Maxis.com, Maxis Tires. Uh, great mountain bike tires, of course, uh, the folks at Maxis. And you look at, um, you look at Mad Parts Kawasaki. You look at PRMX, using Maxis in main events. Uh, doing great things, the folks at Maxis. So please think about them next time you're looking for a tire, uh, a high-end motocross tire. They've got it. And thanks to those guys. We'll tell you more about motorsport.com later on in the show. But uh, for now, here's JT and Weege and myself talking some Detroit. All right, everybody, let's talk some Detroit Supercross uh, this weekend, round five of 17, Monster Energy Supercross Series. Lots to get into when it comes to this race, for sure. First up, he was back in the booth this weekend, so that means he didn't screw it up at the first one, uh, didn't get fired or anything. They brought him back. It's the Jason Weigand. What's up, Weege?
2: Yeah, that's right. Big NBC guy this weekend. Uh, These shows are much more complicated. Uh, We're trying to you know, serve multiple audiences, but it is awesome for the sport because I can tell you I haven't seen these numbers yet because it's early, but usually it's a lot bigger audience, um, and you still get it on Peacock if that's the way you want to watch. But, um, yeah, it's uh, an honor to get a chance to do that, to do a live NBC show, so that was cool.
0: I'm guessing uh, – well, you've done NBC shows before. It's not your first Yeah, show. we do three a
2: year right. outdoors, which I've been doing for 16 years, but still okay. it's a big deal.
0: I'm guessing this is why I got a few tweets about uh, – Chance Hymus being teammates of the Lawrence brothers?
2: Yeah, that can I just call the BS on that? Okay. What the actual context is, is Chance Hymus told me yesterday he does feel the pressure. He is the teammate of Jet and Hunter Lawrence, who swept both titles in this class last year, and he knows the standard is very high being on this team, one of the premier teams in the sport.
0: Okay. All I right. feel
2: that's a lot different than just randomly mentioning that he's Jet and Hunter Lawrence. I, I
0: agree. Team. I have not watched the broadcast yet. I had a really, yes. very bad travel day, thanks to Joe Biden uh, coming to oh. Vegas. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, makes me makes me want to vote Republican. I tell you, uh, yeah. I was sat in a parking garage for twenty five minutes, just waiting to exit the parking garage. We got delayed in Denver. It's all that, so I haven't watched the broadcast back. But yes, Ralph's uh, teammate of the Lawrence brothers did come out of nowhere. So if you were telling a story about Chance Hymas, then that is a little different. Yes.
2: Yeah, because Hymas yeah. has said, he knows it's only his well, almost kind of his first year, but yeah. he knows he's like me and Joe. There's pressure on Joe and I, you okay, because of the standard that was set last year. So I feel that's very relevant.
0: Fly Racing, RacerX Podcast from Fly Racing. It's Jason Thomas. What's up, JT?
3: Not too much. So Weed, Weed was getting hate for mentioning the Lawrence brothers. Like, gosh, you can't even talk about those guys without no, them no, no. It's answers. it's
0: not that. It's not the Lawrence brothers thing. It's more uh, I busted Ralph's balls for a few years. When out of the blue, Christian Craig was in a heat race, and he just threw out teammate of the Lawrence brothers. While Christian was neither Lawrence brother was in the heat, and Christian was winning or something, and I and I busted Ralph's balls. So our listeners uh, felt like it was time to bust Weege's balls. But Ralph really threw it out of nowhere. No, it,
3: there was there was context.
0: Yeah, Ralph really threw it out of nowhere, and this was sounds like this was a little different. So, um, but yeah, uh, I, I mean, Weege, you do dumb it down a bit on the NBC shows. I don't know.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's the term people use. We are absolutely trying to explain things um, to people that maybe don't know who Mm -hmm. these riders are or what's going on out there. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a really weird equation when I think about it because on one end, I say, like, they don't do that in football. But then I realize you actually do get that. So when, like, a lineman makes a play, they often explain, like, who this guy is or what college he went to, and he's known for doing this. And I'm like – even football, which is the sport most people probably know the most, they also are trying to educate their audience. And it's almost like they must decide, like, certain players. Like, we don't need to tell you who this Patrick Mahomes guy is, but when the lineman who you may not have heard of makes the thing, we got to explain who he is. I guess everyone's doing this to some degree. But absolutely, I'm not going to lie, the show is different when we're on NBC because we expect that. I'm going to just say, let's say 30% more people watch. Well, clearly those are 30%. That entire group didn't watch last week, so we've got to tell them what the heck is going on out there.
0: Uh, what did you make of the day race format, JT? And when I say day race, I mean early morning race. <laughs> it was weird.
3: Yeah, it's fine. I mean, yeah. I didn't do ride or track walk, so
0: yeah. Um, so I what think, time? What time do you get there, then? If you didn't do uh, that,
3: I got there probably eight fifteen.
0: Oh, oh wow, you can no, know that? I
3: got there earlier than that because I was there, I was there when bikes hit the track, so eight. Oh. Uh, a little bit before eight. A little bit before eight.
0: Okay. all so right Seven forty five. is yeah, probably yeah, right.
3: realistic. Um yeah, it's fine. I, yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think it's actually really great. You know, I I understand for the riders it's a little challenging, but uh unless they've never raced a pro motocross race, like I don't see what the big deal is.
0: you um, Well, okay, so is it just the covered dome that gets you uh wine dined in sixty nine?
3: No, I mean that's a personal thing. Like I yeah, I'm trying to think about the bigger part of the sport. Um Getting coverage on NBC is is the most important thing I think we could have. Like, we just It's so important for – and I know you're going to say, oh, we're not going to get the average person to watch. Like I, 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 I'm on the opposite side of that. I think for sponsors, for other companies to be involved, uh, for companies that don't aren't involved in our sport to see it, um, I think there's a million upsides to it. So if that's going to help us starting at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm totally okay with it.
0: Spoken like a true company, man. Love it. No, no.
3: Has that absolutely? I'm I'm talking about like fly. I'm talking about everything. Yeah, but we've been on NBC. We've we've,
0: yeah, but we've been on NBC. We've been on it.
3: Sponsors the series. I don't make any more money. I'm not
0: saying that. I'm not saying that. But we've been on. You literally just said you've been on it. We've been on NBC. We've been on ABC. We've been on ESPN. We've been on on all these things. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. But for 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 people to say, for you to say like, oh, if we're on NBC, like, and the sports getting exposed, yeah, like,
3: if we're just gonna go at 3 p.m. For the sake of going at three PM, then I'm out. Like I, I don't like that. It, like I, I think I think it's better run at night. But if we're gonna get a chance to be on that big of a platform, yeah, run it at three AM for all I care.
0: We shouldn't. Well, uh, I don't know what the cutoff should be, but there I've long said this: there is no need for three practices. There's just not it. it these guys, there's two qualifiers. Um, if you have a bike problem and, and they don't make any track changes, which they've tended to do, but thankfully they don't. There's no need for three practices. Uh, it's ridiculous. The tracks are too easy. The tracks are getting hammered as it is. I don't know why they don't cut down to two qualifiers uh, at a day race like this or some, or just in general, just uh, going forward for the rest of time. It's, there's no need for three practices for these dudes. Uh, so that's
3: a Justin Hill. Why? I mean, the one where they, they- – went from two to one he didn't even qualify
0: well that's no i'm just saying there should be two i'm not saying there should no, be I'm one saying, but, well, the
3: first one the first one takes because what can happen is the track can be absolutely annihilated or something could happen in the second one but that first one to get the bike sorted out or something goes wrong with the bike to get it dialed in right, What what is the problem with it like what is the just big issue when we
0: because when we're there at 6 a.m
3: so so it's a personal thing for you
0: no, I'm, I'm said, I've said it long ago. I've said it tons ago, but maybe... No, no
3: I'm asking specifically. Yeah,
0: yeah, like maybe on the... Because talking to riders, talking to teams, like it was very early for these guys, and they weren't all jazzed to, all hit, summer. to hit the supercross track. Well, whatever, this is this, this this one. They weren't that jazzed to hit a supercross track at 8 a.m. So maybe on races like this, we could do two practices and call it a day. Like, I don't know. It's just... It, the three practices, I mean, I I think we should go two anyways. I mean, the track can't stand it. Like, we're... We're getting such a hammered track at the end of the night. If we skipped, you know, six sessions on the track, I wonder how much better the track would be at the end of a main event. I wonder. It's we,
3: not because they work on it. It's brand new when we go racing in the
0: night show. They don't. They don't get to make it brand new everywhere. You know, they they. What are you talking about? They don't make to get to make it everywhere. Everything that they want to. the night do. show? Yeah.
3: Are you crazy?
0: They don't get to put as much dirt on as they want? I mean, dirt gets taken out of the track during the course of the day. The
3: the track is brand new for the Yes, it's smoothed
0: over, JT, but it's not as deep as it was in spots. I I mean, I've talked to Dirtworks guys about this. If you want, I can give you one of their phone numbers. You can can tell them. Dirt gets taken off. It's not as much of a base as it was. Is that crazy that dirt gets taken away during the course of a day? I mean, is that, like, nuts?
3: Well, I I don't think having a a third practice they're going to haul more dirt in.
0: I guess I I guess yeah I mean, I guess the Dirtworks guy's telling me that JT isn't right. You're right. You've got it down pat. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Uh, Weej, uh, what did you think of the early morning?
2: Uh, they did throw in a 5 p.m. track. What do they call it? Viewing. So during COVID time, remember we didn't have track walk for like yeah, maybe 2021, 20, maybe 22. I don't remember, but the riders could look at the track from the stands. So they actually brought that back at 5 p.m. this Friday. Uh, and there was a massive amount of riders there for press day on Friday, so they had obviously already seen the track, so I honestly thought the six thirty a m track walk was going to have no one there, so i didn 't even go because um, i 'm like oh everybody 's going to do the five p m five p m yeah. half the riders did press day. And uh, so, what was the actual attendance there at six thirty? I don't think eight is insane early, but the six thirty track walk is a little nuts. So, what kind of attention did you get or attendance?
0: Yeah, pretty good. I felt like it was yeah close to normal. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I thought
3: I thought you were called out on that by Roto at the exact amount of teams, and it was like Husky, Triumph, and one other team that star, were Star of course. The whole, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. It seemed like it was, you know, basically normal. Wasn't made okay. as many, but yeah, yeah, I was surprised. Um, um, there was that press day did seem, I guess, opening round of the East, right? So press day was jammed.
2: Yeah, and by the way, uh, I have an assignment for you, Steve. Okay. So I did not know that uh, I went to dinner. No, I mean, I had a long rehearsal Friday mm, night. Long okay. rehearsal yeah, Friday night, right? Uh, we were not able to. Ha- I know last week we said we would hang out Friday night. I was unable to a lot of rehearsals. Yeah. And I was talking to. Sean and Joe, they're the PR crew for Feld, and we were talking about the early morning press day that people don't even know exists. Um, So the next-level KTM team is like, we'll do all the 5.30 a.m. riding this year. So I'm like, wait, Rod Bell's doing this every week? And they're like, oh, yeah, Rod Bell's great. So I would like you to go interview the riders on that team and ask them about their feelings about the riding at 5.30. Because
0: Joe,
2: uh, PR from Feld, he swears he can tell the riders are maybe just woken up when they get on the
0: track
2: <laughs> so knowing rod bell i would love to hear his take on this listen I did, i've done a ton of them i've, I've done, done yeah me too
3: press,
0: yeah yeah what's d- that like it's
3: terrible <laughs> it's
0: not great terrible. it's not great yeah. no. no especially like when you on two-stroke days when you are going outside to jet your bike and it's you know 30 degrees outside somewhere and then you're like yeah. well i hope it's okay in the stadium when i go in you know it's uh yeah, it's, it's, it's really early. I just want Rod Bell's take. Okay. All right. We could do that. <laughs>
2: you know it'll be good.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, for sure. Um, lots to get into when it comes to this race, uh, for sure. Um, I guess we got to start with the big topic, the the, the one that everybody's kind of talking about today in group text and everywhere else.
3: The real, the real meat of the podcast. It,
0: it, it, so we've used the term on our shows many times over the years, balls out, you got to put your balls on the handlebar. You know, you got to go balls out, and, and it's a you know, it's not a literal thing; it's it's a figurative thing. And well, our guy Cameron Mcadoo, he took it literally, crashed in the first turn, and ripped open his pants. And photos are out there, and we just – It's not good. It's not good. It's it's,
2: it's, it's mind boggling. Yeah, I mean, I would think all of our listeners here know this by now. His pants were ripped open. He was completely exposed. And this is in the first turn, everyone. So he then did 15 plus one. Would he get 15th place? Yeah. Uh, when did you guys first hear about this? JT, your trackside. Do you know if people knew about this as the race was going on?
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because all the cameramen saw it. Like when the crash was going on, of course, they're getting photos because it's Monster Energy Professor Kakawasaki guys, championship contenders in the crash. Plus, it was just a chaos down there with the crash anyway. So yeah. They're cameras popping everywhere and then they see this and then it was just like everybody was like oh my god did you see this? oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and then that turned into that's still happening in the middle of this race like that situation yeah is still <laughs> it's still there it's still existing this this
2: bike and this person must be out on this track somewhere
3: yeah yes. yeah i mean it was it was definitely known uh because there were so many cameramen that had cameras of this that were all talking.
0: I got a text from a goggle guy in the middle of May and said, yo, McAdoo's junk is out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't just, like, I mean, I couldn't see it from the press box, but, I mean, and so then, you know, he's got a gripper seat, and his junk's hanging out, and there's blood involved in some of these photos. I mean, it's it's nuts. Literally. It's nuts. nuts. Um, What's funny, though, Weegee, is you had a great moment. You're like, This won't even rank in the top five of McAdoo's moments. (laughs) This this isn't even... I don't remember
2: if it was you or me that said that. We Uh, we had a hilarious exchange in the post-race media scrum where Jalik Swole was in there. Just, dare I say, Swole was holding court in the media. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, I pull off the track. And he's like, it was such chaos. He didn't know if McAdoo was a lap down or not. Because those guys went a lap down without even doing a lap. So it's like the first time you're battling them, you don't know if... Am I passing him or is he already a lap down? So Swell said he wasn't even sure and then they come across the finish and McAdoo's like, Yo, check this out. Like, look at this, man. And Swell's like, What? And he's like, What? Uh so that was hilarious. I didn't even know about this at all until you guys told me this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it this was this is well after the race. And then yeah, what I don't was... know if it
2: was your joke or mine, but yes. Yes. In the
0: <laughs> Atlanta
2: legend that is Cameron McAdoo. <laughs> this is just this is just normal.
0: It's it doesn't even make us top five of craziest McAdoo moments. No.
2: No, I went back and watched the whole Atlanta thing again today just to remind my wife of who this guy is. It's – unfortunately, our listeners are probably never going to get to see all the footage and all the photos we have access to. But it is – I mean, there's one video that I saw where you would swear this was done on purpose. You couldn't (laughs) – if you wanted to do this, you couldn't have ripped the pants in a more perfect way.
0: And everything's swaying side to side as he's riding. It's just—it's unbelievable. I mean, we had Millsaps's ass one year. We did have the ass for a while, but this is next level. I've never heard of this. I, JT, I guess, like, what's his underwear situation like?
3: Oh, he posted it. He posted a picture of his boxers.
0: Oh, he did. Sure okay,
3: well, yeah, yeah. Just a huge. There's just a huge hole. So I was thinking he you know, went commando. I was like,
0: maybe he went. Maybe he rides commando. No, I don't. yeah,
3: I think everybody kind of thought that. Uh, but yeah, he posted the the giant hole. Hmm. Um, yeah. So I don't know if that's like his uh situation got caught in the hole and then that held it stable and that and that was like the worst case scenario. Uh, it's yeah, I I don't really know what to say. Um the the amount of things that had to go wrong but perfectly wrong for this to happen. I don't know that we'll ever see this again.
2: Yeah, one photo I saw, I think this is how this happened. I saw a picture of him, like, getting up, and there was another handlebar, like, under him. So I'm assuming somebody, they were pulling bikes apart, and his pants probably got caught in someone's grip. JT, you're in the gear industry. These pants are so light these days, it probably doesn't take nearly as much to rip them as people probably think, right?
3: Uh, no, they'll definitely, I mean, they'll tear, for sure. Yeah. Especially, uh, I can't speak for theirs specific product but a lot of these guys pants are all custom made to be insanely tight right so yeah the more you make them tighter the easier they're going to rip because there's so much pressure
0: yeah i can't think that he would get like a handlebar or foot peg in that area and rip it like in the crash because that's gonna hurt you right like that's gonna that's gonna not be good so and and i
3: would i I would also just add kind of the same point a non-tailored pair of pants there I would have a hard time seeing that situation happen. And and I know it's a good thing. Like these guys want their stuff to fit the way it does for a reason. Uh, But I I do think that was a a part of Mm -hmm. this equation.
2: So I saw him like squatting down and then there's literally like a grip, like right under there. Mm -hmm. And then I'm assuming people just start grabbing motorcycles and pulling on things. So I'm wondering if that grip or the the, the lever, you know, maybe the the brake lever, I think it was front brake side, no clutch side, I guess maybe that hooked his pants. I mean, this looks
3: like it's going to happen to Barsha every race without crashing or without an incident. It, yeah, yeah, like if, yeah. if Barsha just gets a little bit excited.
0: Yep. Uh, it, it's got to be. He's going to come on the Pulp Show tomorrow night, and, yeah, I got a lot more questions for him, including, like, how sore he is. But can you imagine JT doing a 15-minute? Like, you can feel it. It's cold. And he made a joke about it being cold. But, like, you know what's out there. You know what's happening. Uh, You can feel it swinging. You can feel it out there, and you're just racing. And then you're like, oh, my God.
3: I yeah, I I'm shocked he didn't pull in the mechanics area. I, I'm I was wondering if he like thought he was like seriously hurt maybe also, like scared to look at what was left or not left.
0: Well he was, uh, showing, yeah. Yeah, he was showing Jalik, so after the race. So. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, like yeah. during the race. Yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, I was wow. Well, thoughts and prayers with Cameron McAdoo. Um that's something else.
3: and, and Maddie. And
0: that's Maddie. Wise. Yeah, yeah it's, yeah. it's 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 something else. Um
2: So I have two questions that I'd like you to ask him. So there are photos of him getting up, Mm -hmm. realizing this has happened. And then basically like, wait, do I grab the motorcycle or do I try to fix my pants? Like he's aware of this Mm -hmm. before he, then he decides, I see what I'm dealing with here. I'm getting the motorcycle and I'm going to race. So I can't even imagine making that decision. Like, oh, well, I guess I got to do this.
0: He got seven points, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Like that's. Seven yep. big points, maybe down the road that you know help him. So,
2: second of all, my wife brought up the point. I showed her these photos. She was very interested. I'm not sure if that's
0: mm-hmm. good.
2: Uh, she's like, so did people know about this during the race? And I'm like, from what I could tell, it seemed like photographers were starting to figure it out as the race went on. And she's like, did the officials know about this? Because like, is this safe? And I'm like, that is an actual really good question. Like. Like, if you're McAdoo, you would say, show me the rule that says I can't do this. You can't black flag me. It doesn't say, like, what? Yeah. Was this actually safe?
0: I'd like to see the penalty report post-race. <laughs> McAdoo, DQ, balls. I don't know. <laughs>
2: Exposed I don't... on the racetrack. Weird behavior.
0: Yeah, I don't know what it would say. God. Um, man, okay. It's we'll unbelievable,
3: McAdoo, of all people, again.
0: Yeah, yeah no, it's, it, it really is.
3: I'm really surprised that, like barstool and these other big outlets haven't jumped in on this I oh you very gotta be surprised you
0: gotta figure it's coming right like i, guess, yeah, I mean it's, I would it's think. been
3: 24 hours yeah and, like i thought we'd be there
0: uh, all right let's talk 450s we'll get back to 250s in a little bit uh that's uh that was exciting race for sure um and uh yeah we'll get into that but yeah jet lawrence uh got the start and led every lap and this is kind of what he's done, uh, his other win. Um, So, yeah, great race. He got a lot of cheers. Cheers pre-race, cheers post-race. All of that booing stuff was not on the East Coast. I mean, by far, Aaron Plessinger was the most popular rider, by far, in Detroit, based off last year and everything else. But uh, fans were happy for Jet. He rode great. He had a close one. Oh, my God. He had a close one, uh, as did most everybody. Actually, let's back up on that. I did want to bring this up. So we had two mutters. Right, we had a triple crown. We had a one. That's weird. And I told somebody, either track walk or Friday, that I was looking forward to a normal race in the dome, and you know, just a normal twenty minute -er, all of that. Well, this, we're still waiting. We're gonna we're gonna have our first race, normal race in Glendale, because really, you don't
3: think this was a normal race?
0: This track was brutal. I mean, these guys talking to these guys afterwards, they were like, man, it was survival out there. It was so soft, so rutted, um, all of that, and these guys were. Like it was sketch, and um, it seemed like everybody had a moment or two, and no one could this, fully man, go. I, I
3: struggle. Okay. I struggle with that. Like, if, I understand racing can evolve and change, but like, I went out there looked at the track. It was gnarly. But this has always been an aspect of racing, like tracks like that. Like it, it it's always been. There have been well, races like that. Nobody. Like Indy, yeah. St. Louis.
0: Right. I, but it's a it's an extreme condition. Okay. So See,
3: I, I don't know. I walked the track after the race. Like it, it was definitely really gnarly, but I, I think that is a very much an aspect of every year of Supercross. Like I didn't leave there going, "Well, we can't take anything away from this race." Because no, we can take conditions. something
0: away. I just, I just, okay. it, I'm the one saying it. These riders didn't tell me. Hey, it's okay. not a normal race. I'm saying like right. this was such an extreme race for these guys, and it seemed no. like it was such a gnarly track that I
3: struggle. I, struggle. I guess okay. we'll just agree to disagree on extreme, extreme. That's all.
0: Well, we know Glendale. Generally, great track, great stadium. It's going to be good. Unless the, yeah, it should be great. Unless the center is open again and it rains. which that will happen No, no, it's here. supposed to be like 60 but and
3: sunny. It's yeah, it should,
0: should be great. Anyways, back to Jet Lawrence. Uh, yeah, this is what the, what the class can't do. They can't let him get away. Sexton got close. Sexton closed it to within 2.1 or something. Uh, made up a few seconds. Who knows why? Jet had a couple big ones near the end, but by then the, the win was secured. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he wins, he wins the race, Weech
2: been a lot of drama with jet Lawrence as we know over the last three weeks mm-hmm. but i've always i've always left that carve out for like yeah but you you just have to at least keep the option open that he could just dominate I, i've not lifted from that again i'm not saying that is what's going to happen yeah but you i think you have to know there's a universe out there where he just goes on a roll and honestly all that drama in the last three races he had horrible starts if he had gotten better starts or whole shots like he did at Anaheim 1 all of the stuff that happened in those races might not have happened and i hate that it all could boil down to that it's great to psychoanalyze these guys and how branding works and why fans turn and what jason anderson did and all that honestly if he just gets better starts even in the mud all that might not have happened i hate that it could potentially be that simple But it almost kind of looks that simple. He's had two races with good starts, and he's had a bunch of races with bad starts, and the results are 100% reflective of that.
0: And 48 laps led to the next guy's 15, you know, on the season. Um, There's that, and then Honda told me they found something on the starts. They felt like they knew what he was doing wrong the last few weeks, Um, and it showed. It's hard, like McGrath back in his heyday, JT, it's hard for me to see someone, if Jet gets a whole shot and he's leading, lap one. It yeah. is hard for me to see someone tracking him down.
3: Yeah, it's it's going to take a lot. Um, did they Basically what you said they found, I, I asked them the same thing, and he told me they felt like Jet was give, just revving it too high, um, just getting a little bit too excited. And and the I'm not talking about the wet gates. I'm talking about dry gates. But I don't know if he told you the same thing or different. But I, I kind of wondered the same thing because a few weeks ago, Will Christian had a report after talking to Lars that they were super confident. Like They had to start thing dialed in and then it had just been catastrophic since then. Like, yeah. the starts were horrific. So I'm like, okay, well, what's, what exactly is going on here? But he definitely had him nailed this weekend. So um, it sounded to me like, it was them working with him and trying to get him right in the right RPM range.
0: It's weird because they have the get ECU that lights up at the right RPM range, right? So yep. the rider has to see the light and never move his wrist. So, yeah, right. if he was over revving, it's weird, but whatever. He Yeah, guy, I like, you know, we
2: live in this world to see. We got the ECUs with the light. We got the greats. Um We got...
0: Uh, start maps. Uh, start maps. Uh, we got we, whole got, shot devices. We got whole shot devices. We have rear whole shot devices in some cases. Yep.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, i love it that's great well the great the greats really changed that right because with all those things you're talking about ecus and all that like if if you have different type, types of dirt it really changed like it doesn't make that much of a difference but when you have the same great that's consistent week in and week out man it really matters you know like just launching off there like they can get it pretty close to perfect so it, it's interesting like I think the technician side comes so much more into play. But like Steve's saying, yeah, if the rider screws it up, all that goes out the window still.
2: Yeah, but the opportunity to screw all this up is much, it's much, much less. less in this oh, yeah. scientific yeah, yeah. world we now live sure. in, where we're like, we know every week we'll have the exact same piece of metal and the same yeah. tire. Yep.
0: Uh, the greatest, I don't,
2: I,
3: I, to me, the grade is yeah. the biggest variable there. Like that has made it so much the same. So
0: now no, now you're right. The,
2: you the ECU doesn't help you nearly as much if the soil is different every week. Right. right. The ECU right. is only as effective I when mean, it's the same
3: launch every week. I just
0: Or just imagine, you know, moving your wrist, having a light come on, and that's exactly where you need to hold yeah. it. You know? Yeah. Never well, mind.
3: It's it sounded like they thought Jet was maybe getting a little excited, like too anxious, and that was throwing things off.
0: Did you read did you catch the big one, the endo, uh near the end of the race? We did catch
2: that one on TV. Yeah, yes, that yeah. could have been yeah. really bad. But uh, Jet claims he had another one. Um,
0: yeah, he had another one before the on-off, uh, after the finish.
3: I did a report on that uh, post-race show. You can find it on uh, SMX YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a huge rock in the road, actually two rocks. And it was really easy to see why he almost died, uh, because I don't think he knew it was there. And it was really nasty.
0: Yeah, if we would have had one less practice, that rock wouldn't have come up. Oh, perfect. Okay, yep. cool. Um, yeah, great ride from Jet Lawrence and, uh, yeah, Titans the points up. Uh, Sexton gets the red plate back by his second place. And, um, yeah, Jets a uh, one point back and then AP one point back of that. And then Cooper Webb, uh, six back. So yeah, things are going great. Uh, Sexton rode well. Um, you know, just, yeah, he closed in with Kenny a little bit. Couldn't, couldn't quite get him. Uh, he rode well though. Uh, what was his mood like afterwards? JT? Who is this? Sexton.
3: Ken? Oh, Sexton. Um, I don't know. Like it's it's hard to tell on the podium unless unless things are really going sideways. You don't get much raw emotion, um, and they're these guys are veterans now, so they are doing a really good job of kind of g- keeping their composure. But I will say uh, I was surprised a little bit because there's good news. Like he got the red plate back, so I guess if you want a silver lining, but he doesn't seem all that upset that he's losing to Jet and I, you could say that last summer at times too, but he seemed more upset. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't want to think it's like acceptance, you know, like that. I I don't believe that's Chase's mindset, but when I talk to him and he's not like angry, I'm like, man, like I would think he would be more, more upset or more discontent Mm -hmm. or I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kind of one of my. I, I'm pick, trying to picture other guys. Ricky Carmichael comes to mind. Guys like they'd be pissed if they just got beat, you know. Like, and I, I'm not getting that from Chase right now. And maybe that's a plan to stay calm, ride this thing out, be there every week. Maybe that's the plan. And I'm misreading the situation, but I expected him to be a little bit more frustrated than he was.
0: Uh, Ken rode really well to get the third uh got up I don't know he was probably like 6th or 7th uh went by Anderson went by AP uh went by er uh, someone else T- Tomac. Tomac Tomac yeah Tomac uh, we'll get to that so yeah got got third Kenny rode really well he was happy with the race I think afterwards um and at some point I was wondering if he was going to maybe get Sexton. uh he was moving up on him a little bit and then kind of settled later in the race to that uh, Cooper Webb, I, I thought he could have won. He, he had a nice, uh, heat race. He was fastest in practice, right? Did he end up getting pole position? He did, right? I know he's faster than one. Uh, no, Jet was. Okay. Jet was faster. Uh, yeah. Cooper's fastest in one of them. In the it, last one. Yeah. Um, Weege, I thought he could have won. I really did with a better start. Crash in the heat. And I wonder if the gate pick screwed him. Cause he could only get up to fourth, I think. So then he got eighth gate pick. Uh, let me see here. He got ninth gate pick actually. Um, and I wonder if that was the, the difference, Weege.
2: Oh, well, uh, we should serve it up to the intrepid television reporter who uh, asked that exact question of Cooper Webb after the race, JT.
3: Yeah, so I did ask him that. Um, and, I, and I struggle with this. I was uh, Weege and I had a great opportunity to speak with uh, our boss at Feld Entertainment, uh, Ken Edelson. And, and I love your input on this too, Steve. Um, so I kind of had a very strong opinion that the Crash in the Heat gave him a bad gate pick and that start seemed, you know, the the track was so much start. It seemed like his best chance to win went out the window with the heat crash, which sounds crazy, but that's how these things go. So I kind of teed that up and I don't ever know, like I have this thought that I really want them to touch on, but my biggest fear is I knew like Cooper was really angry after the main event. Like he did not want to be doing that interview. I don't think.
0: He kind of had to. to He got fined. He got fined for the other one. So, yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. He he wasn't trying to leave, but I don't think he wanted to do it. Right. He was pissed because he knew how good he was riding and he gave points away. But my biggest fear is that he doesn't touch on that. Say, yep. It is what it is. We're on to next week. You know, I'm here's my sponsors and I'm out of here. And I'm like, there's so much more to the story for him to get into. So I never know. Should I lead him to it or should I just hope and pray that he's gonna tell us where the night went sideways. And I like I feel like I shouldn't be the person putting words in their mouth, but I don't want the point to be missed either. I don't know. I don't know that there's a perfect answer, but that's the challenge that I kind of go through each week.
0: I mean, I I'm the guy with opinions on everything and anything all the time. Mm-hmm. So I would say, Do you you know, I would put that in his mind. I'd say like, uh man, with a better gate, do you think you could have won? I don't know. Yeah, you know.
3: And, and I guess the rule always is yeah. I, I need to ask, pose a question to him is what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah. I just don't want to lead the witness too much, but I also want to make sure that we get that point on television because I know that he knows it because I, it's all, you know, I, I understand this racing dynamic. I know how this goes. Um, and I want to make sure that the viewer gets that too. Maybe they didn't see the significance of that heat rate crash, heat race crash, what it does to your night. You get pushed on the outside of the start from all your competitors uh, so, yeah, anyway, I did ask the question. He was very much like, yeah, it was just the heat. Like, I crashed. I knew I was on it tonight. When that happened, everything like the snowball started going the wrong way because of the start position, and I'm outside, and I get a bad start, and I can't catch up. Um, so, yes, to your yeah. point, it was the same as his point.
0: Yeah, he was, he was great, and, and the track was breaking down so badly. Uh, I talked to one rider after practice, and I mentioned that I thought Coop was going to win, and they were saying he's already going lower in the turns than us. So I'm like, okay, this guy sees it too. Um, Yeah, so I just thought that as the track got broken down and as things got shittier and shittier, Coop was going to find a way. But Weege, I mean, having said that, if Jet gets a whole shot and Coop is second, I think my previous point about Jet stands as good as Coop Coop was. I don't know if he runs down Jet, but let's say Coop gets the start and Jet gets a, a second or third, then maybe Coop takes off. He was that good.
2: Honestly, man, it's it might be the last test that's left. Um, you know, Sexton is being pretty clear that he still thinks there's things to learn and get better on this motorcycle, but we've seen Sexton behind Jet a decent amount now. And, um, you know, Jet's been able to win those races. Um, we've seen Jet battle a couple of these guys now. Obviously, we saw him battle Anderson, et cetera, et cetera. We have not seen, besides the heat race in Anaheim one, and we don't know how the main would have gone there because Webb was getting close. Uh, getting, oh, sorry. Excuse me, still have this cough. Problem.
3: Still from when he was at your house,
2: Steve. Yeah, this is still, still from the preview show videos. Steve. Still. Two months. Yeah. Two months, this cough. There. are Uh Anywho, this Cooper web, this 2024 Supercross season Cooper web, not the SMX web, not the Paris web, uh, that to me is one of the last challenges. I, I don't know. That's like a, a wishbone. Which, which way is it going to break? Um, I feel like it's a matchup we haven't quite seen yet. Now, maybe Sexton gets better. and The next time he starts right behind Jet, he beats him. But I don't feel like we've even seen this Webb versus Jet enough to know. And you know one thing. Webb certainly wants this shot. He would love. I think you guys probably agree. If you could ask Webb, you beat Jet one of two ways. You just hole shot and he can't get you. Or you stalk him for 15 minutes and then you make something happen at the end. I think you would prefer the second one. Oh yeah, yep. Oh yeah, he wants. The, he wants to be the needle, and he's played that game a million times. So I'm sure yes. he is salivating maybe over the opportunity. And somehow, in all these races, triple crowns too, we still haven't really gotten it in a mate.
0: Maybe you guys think differently, but I, I mean, we It's a great point for sure. But also, like, I think pretty highly of Ken, and we haven't seen Ken and Jet. You know. Yeah, you're right. You know, so I feel like Ken was really good in that main. He was. He was great. And I feel like when the chips are down too, Kenny can rise. Kenny, he can't do it 17, but he when it, when it the opportunity is there, I feel like Kenny can dig deep and pull it out. Right. Um, not like McAdoo. I mean, we
3: just, we just saw just
0: we pull it out. saw in
3: Chicago like he can give yeah, Jed all he wants.
0: Yeah. So I mean, we haven't seen yeah. the, the 94 and the 18 yet either. Yep, but that but, is a good point. But uh, uh, I'm sure
2: Plessinger and Sexton would say otherwise. You know, yeah. our time is coming.
0: Yeah, we just
3: haven't really seen Roxanne or Webb against Jet yet this year. I do I do think Webb could have gone with him. I don't know who B two, but I, yeah. I think he would have given him a fight in that main event. I really do.
0: Anderson, It's Fifth. such an interesting oh. dynamic because you have
2: the kid whose specialty is keeping a two-second lead and no more than that, and a guy whose specialty is keeping
3: you within two seconds. That's where he wants yeah. you. Well, it's track, so crazy. The track slowed down, which – Really plays into Cooper's hands, in my opinion, you know mm-hmm. if, the, if the track stays real fat really fast, jet is i don't want to say impossible to beat, but good luck to everyone uh on a perfect track where he can just unleash his talent and ability. But when the track breaks down and gets slower, you have to pick your way around it a little bit more. That's to me where Cooper could have made things really interesting the last few laps
0: we We texted with him last night, we a little bit, and he did seem pretty bummed on everything too, so. Uh, I think Webb knows this was a, a lost opportunity with the fall in the sand. Uh, I flew back. Oh, yeah. I flew back with Anderson's uh, agent today, and we were uh, hanging out because we were delayed a whole bunch. And he said that at one point Jason was going backwards, and he was like, "Uh oh, this isn't good." And then he said he almost had a big one, almost went down, and then all he said that lit a fire under him, and he rode much better from there on out. So um, yeah, he got Aaron and uh, and Eli after that. So Jason fifth on the on the night. AP sixth, not quite the same Detroit Magic as last year. Not bad, but not not quite the same. Bad magic. start. Yep. Bad start. Uh, Dylan Ferrandis was up there. Uh, he probably's not happy. I think he was fourth at one point, right? Was he third? He was third. Wasn't he third early? Yeah, I, I yeah. saw his
2: team at the airport, and uh, David Eller, the team hunter, said that Dylan said, "You know, going, you know, he tried to go with those guys or did go with those guys in the first couple laps." Mm-hmm. And then I think he was. I think that took a lot. You, whatever you want to call it, tightened up, whatever you want to call it. Tightened up,
0: it. yeah, tightened um, up. Tightened uh, up. Switched from Pirelli's to Dunlop's, too, for this week. I wonder, that that behind the scenes is a spicy meatball because the team yeah, probably – also
3: was his worst result of the season.
0: Yeah, team probably Two, got paid top of that. from Pirelli and had to get out of that, and we all know the stew, uh Bridgestone drama, right? Or was it Dunlop? I don't know, whatever he went to from Pirelli's uh, back yeah, in the day. Yeah, not Dunlop now. Uh, um, but, no, whatever Stu switched to. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, was, he,
3: he used to a Dunlop, that right. Anaheim 2 or whatever it was. Yeah,
0: so that, that behind the scenes, that's a spicy meatball. But I talked to Dylan about this tires last week specifically. Like, I know Dylan's pretty finicky on setup. I, so I asked him about tires after San Diego, not Anaheim, after San Diego, and he said uh, this week they weren't great, they weren't very good uh, for the conditions, but he thought he was excellent in San Francisco mud. So, you know, he seemed pretty happy with everything, so... Uh, Dylan seventh, uh, Hunter, Hunter, Lawrence eighth. Um, yeah, I kind of was watching Hunter Lawrence a little bit. I had a bet on him beating Justin Barsha, which I did win. Uh, so I was paying a little bit of attention to Hunter Lawrence. He had a steady race, just kind of right outside the main pack, you know, of guys. Uh, Justin Cooper got a bad start, worked his way up to ninth. I think at one point Cooper was 14th, uh, worked his way up. Um, and also he was up there again in qualifying in one of the practices again, not, not fastest, but he was right up there again. And, uh, Eli Tomac, weege. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 you know what? It uh, look, I don't really have much here. He, he was fast in the beginning. He had the second fastest lap time of the night, I believe, in the main. So to me, this goes back to other weirdo Eli rides where he gets arm pump.
2: Yeah, I'm looking at his laps. He's in the 44-45 range, which is what the pace was. And then all of a sudden he goes 8 tenths slower on lap 8 compared Mm -hmm. to lap 7, and then he goes all the way to the 46s, and then it completely falls apart to where, by lap 13, he's doing 48s.
0: I checked in with some people close to him, and it was not, you know, there was nothing wrong per se, like with the you know flat tire or, you know, anything like that. So I'm going to go with setup, JT, setup and arm pump.
3: I don't have any answers for you, man. It was a perplexing situation because it wasn't just – I gotta back it down a little bit here and bring this thing home. It was way off. Yep. I mean yeah. way off. Uh so I don't have any guesses other than I I mean, I understand what you're saying. I don't have anything better to add to it, but wow, yeah. that was uh that was something.
0: It reeked of some Cowie rides where afterwards you talk to the Cowie guys and they're like, He got on pump.
3: Yeah, it, it felt just even worse than that.
0: You did? Like yeah, you did. Which so? is
3: hard to believe. Like it was it was bad.
0: Um well, he won last week, and then he does this, right? He won the last yeah. one, and then he does this, and then Glendale is really good for him, I think, right? He's he's won there a bunch.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's typically um, great there.
0: So, yeah, big weekend in Glendale for the, for ET three, right? We can all agree on that. Yeah, for oh, sure.
3: I, I just I would love to have some sort of answer. Like I I don't know how you don't say something after that. Like I, I don't know if he has an agent or publicist or. Twitter. No, or, I don't think anything. he has a publicist. Well,
0: we could get Zacho to uh, maybe tweet something, and maybe he'll come back.
3: <laughs> oh, get come him out of out the <laughs> woodwork.
0: Zach! Zach! <laughs> we need a bat <laughs> signal for Zacho to put a tweet out. I, I mean, Eli, like it
3: looks like
0: What's that, Weege? Sorry?
2: Did Did Eli ever do anything else on Twitter after that? No. Okay, he had not. He, he's had one tweet in like six years.
0: He just waited. He, he's like that that Kevin Hart Meme or whatever, or rubbing the hands together. I don't know if that's Kevin Hart or whatever. Like (laughs) that gift. Yeah, he's been waiting the whole time, right?
2: If if, if listeners don't know, we're definitely not Kevin Hart. It's not Kevin Hart. Yeah. Okay. No, it's a guy from uh, The Wire.
0: Okay. Uh, Zach
2: Osborne randomly is, I think, responding to someone on Twitter and said like, "Oh, I would always try to roost Eli. I felt like that was one of the main things I could use against him." And then Eli Tomac, like uh, the Undertaker (laughs) in in WWE, suddenly. (laughs) The Twitter, Eli Tomac sits up and comes back to life, had not tweeted in like five years and responds to Zacko and says, that's ridiculous. That'd be like saying the only reason I won is because I was good at getting hole shots. So Eli basically saying, my starts have never been good. I can handle some roost.
0: And insert Zacko Homer into the bushes. <laughs> just...
2: Yep. And then that was it. Yep. haven't heard from Eli. That was uh, one tweet in like six years.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I mean I checked in with some people, like I said. It, it was not like hey, flat tire or hey a bike issue, you know, none of that. So um which tends to make me think it was arm pump, which is ba- which is something he's battled. So yeah. um Malcolm Stewart eleventh. Big weekend for Tomac this weekend, everybody. Uh Malcolm Stewart eleventh, he also crashed in early on. Stay with me on that. Hey, um,
3: whoops.
2: Yep. Yeah, he was there with Anderson.
0: Barsha, I told Ollie Stone, uh, TLD manager, I'm officially worried about Barsha. And he said, don't be. Give him a few weeks. We're working on some bike stuff. Okay. Moving on. Yep.
2: Um, did he, he was ahead of Tomac. We had him past Tomac and then he must have crashed like two laps to go or something.
0: Yeah, definitely near the end, right?
2: Yeah, he was ahead of Tomac and then suddenly Tomac was back in 10th. I don't think Tomac was uh, putting on a charge at that point. Two so, something like two that.
0: races out of five, Justin Cooper has caught Eli late in the race and passed him. Two out of five races. You think he's like? Yeah. You think he's like? WTF? Should I pass him or like, not? What's going what, on? What's here? going on? Should I pass him? There's Bobby Reagan. Hello, Bobby. Are you in the stands? Like flash your light at me. What should I do? Um, it's beast
2: mode. Yeah, Justin Cooper. Yeah, beast mode. Late in the race.
0: Uh Barsha, twelfth. Christian Craig, thirteenth. Not good for sure. Not good for Christian. Still, he's kind of the
3: uh, text. Mm? participation
0: no it's it's okay yep okay Yep. is it okay yeah
2: okay because i'm curious because i'm reading the rockstar energy husqvarna press release they always have quotes on the riders they have one from stewart they have one from Ferez. there is no quote from craig so i was
3: worried
0: well there's no been no communication today sunday so maybe it's maybe it's back to being bad i don't know
3: oh I saw him at the airport this morning. Very early. There you go.
0: So you know he's alive.
3: He's alive. He's alive. alive.
0: Uh, Shane McElrath, 14. Derek Drake. Good ride for Derek Drake. Uh, 15th for that. Chiz, 16th. Uh, Dino crashed early. Dino was up there, crashed early. Uh, Got me double points in fantasy. Thank you, Dino. Uh, By by getting the exact spot he needed to. Uh, But Dino was way back early. Mitchell Harrison's first main event of the year. Tristan Lane's first main event of the year. Benny Bloss, I saw a photo this morning. Uh, It was hilarious. He was basically like scorpioned upside down on his head. Poor Benny. Um, He's fine, but did crash. Yeah. Um,
2: Yeah, and that first rhythm off the
0: start. We had a Justin Hill resurgence. Um, He was seventh overall, I think, in qualifying. And then in the LCQ, he was like, I don't know, 10th or 12th. Like not looking that good. And then mm-hmm. he realized he was Justin Hill. And then he blitzed his way, and he won the damn thing. Like, it was just one of those, like, holy shit, like, I got to start riding, right? And then he outclasses all those guys. Uh, hashtag poor Cade. You guys see Cade? Just Air, Cade Air off the finish? Oh. Yep. Launched it. Uh, and then Justin, and then in the main event, I don't know, he was up there. He was like 12, 15. No, I saw, him,
2: I saw him at the hotel. Yeah. Uh, shock bolt came out.
0: Oh, okay. I was going to say he just here. And he was bummed yeah. because...
2: The, you know the 450 heat raises uh went first mm-hmm. so the track was fresh for them and he's like oh my god this lcq thing might actually be to my advantage because everyone that made it through the heat the track is nothing like it was in the lcq but i actually just saw it and mm. then he said literally first lap not the first rhythm off the, st- the start the second one after turn two he felt the clunk and he was trying to hang on, and I think it said 11 minutes in. Yeah, okay, I was going
0: to say, he he didn't pull out that early. He kept riding, yeah.
2: No, yeah, he yeah. kept riding. I'm like, dude, you were taking your chances. Yeah. Uh, he tried to keep riding, yeah. Yeah. so he was bummed. He thought it maybe was an opportunity for a good night. Hey, JT, that heat race thing, is that a big difference or a little difference, 450s going first on a fresh track?
3: Uh, not a big difference. No, I just think it's unique change for them. Yeah. I'm sure some of the 250 guys are like, holy hell, what happened to the track? Yeah, but not not a huge deal. Yeah,
0: I remember Amart telling me in his 450 season that he was the B practice in 450, so not even the last one. And he was like, so he was two practices later, and he was like, he couldn't believe the difference in how beat the track was.
3: 450A destroys the track.
0: Yeah, he was like destroys it. it. He was like, it is so much different than 250A. Like, I can't yep. believe it. And then that was his goal to get out of that practice, you know, to get into the A practice. Um,
2: I wish people could get the chance to stand next to a track um, on the track during a four hundred and fifty A practice and see how freaking violent it is. It's insane.
0: I'd love to just get rid of, rid of one of those practices. Just have two. Okay, maybe okay. make it a maybe make it maybe maybe make them two minutes longer. I don't know. We don't need it. These guys are on 450s. They jump everything first lap. Uh, Freddie you- Noren had a bike problem. Freddie exited quickly. Did you guys happen to notice Freddie in the LCQ? He went full Freddie for like a lap. Straight, oh. up, uh, straight up and down, then sideways. Uh, and he, oh. he got it. He got it done. He Because, uh, oh, Jerry. Yeah. Last Jerry went exit stage right in the sand. All Jerry yeah. had to do was hold it together for one turn. And Freddie was out of hand again. And, yeah, that was great. Good race. Oh,
2: Freddie escaped death three times in mm-hmm. that last lap.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: And then, of course, Jerry, of all people, damn it. I like how they were uh, both crashing at the same time. Yeah. One going left in the loop yeah, and the bootstrap. One, one right going right. right,
0: yeah. Yeah. It was... So LCQ, baby. <laughs> yeah, it was actually it was it was pretty entertaining for sure. Um and then uh yeah. That's all we got for four fifties. Poor Cade. Right? Poor Cade.
2: Yeah, that was a big one. Ooh. Yeah. I was gonna say for Sexton, this is so weird. He has the points lead. But would either one of you be concerned? Like This is the first matchup he really had against Jets since going to KTM, and it did not go in his favor. So, is it like points lead, but as we say on the uh, re-raceable show, Steve, who really won the race? Like, is it possible to take the points lead, but also be dejected? Like, can both of those things be true?
0: No, 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 I don't think so. I think if you're, I think we just saw 22 Motos last year, right? And yep. and now we're seeing this. And I think if you're in his camp, you're Ian Harrison, mm-hmm. everybody around him, his dad. I think you're like, stay there, put pressure on him when you can, stay there, count on this kid making mistakes. Yep. Do you know what I mean? That's possible. I think that. Yep. Like,
3: but how do you count on it? Like with, well, you, you can't count what's going on. It, on but, well, you know?
0: can't count on it, but you just yeah, you just like, you know, hopefully he makes mistakes.
3: Hope, I guess. I don't yeah. know if count on it is the yeah. prudent thing.
0: Well, you, yeah. well, well, I, I guess you tell, him, you tell look, him, look, dude, yeah.
3: if you if you crash out instead
2: of finishing second, then even if he messes up, you have no chance. So just stay in it.
3: Yeah, it, feel, it feels like he doesn't really have a choice is what it feels like, to be honest. Like, uh, I, I think he wants to go win the race, he, you know, but he he hasn't proven that he can go past him. You know, I, we were trying to figure this out. Weege and I were trying to figure this out. Has Chase Sexton ever passed him?
0: Uh, yeah, didn't he pass him at Unadilla and then stall the next turn?
3: Mm, no. no, they were like side-by-side.
2: Side. Oh, okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Um, yeah. Stu's
2: theory on Stu's pod is that he's basically becoming Ryan Dungey, and he's just going to try to do it that way, which is kind of the, the theory you're throwing out there, Steve.
3: But that I, didn't work against Phil Poto. No, didn't.
0: It no. didn't work yeah. against I, Honestly, though, I, I love Stu, but I can't take his and stuff seriously. He's too, too he's, hard on him. He's biased. He's, yeah, yeah I just died. can't I, I don't know what happened between them. They they, they both claim well,
3: it didn't end well. That's no, but all that matters, right? They both so claim it was year.
0: fine. They both claim it was fine and yeah, then and then you know. You know better than that. Well, whatever. But um I don't know. I see, using the words of Chase Sexton's going Ryan Dungey is odd to hear. <laughs> right? This is a man no, who literally no, he's the
2: anti dungeon up
3: until last year.
0: Yeah, that's what I mean. Like that's a weird yeah. weird but thing.
3: I, I think I think this is being forced upon him. Like I don't think he wants to do that. He just This is the only route he's been able to kind of take, right? Like if you – if being the guy that wins the races is taken away from you, yeah, then what are you going to do? But, yeah,
2: exactly. Be it forced or not, it is a
3: (laughs) –
2: it's the other way you can win. If you can't win the title the other way by just blowing everybody's doors off, this is plan B.
0: It, It would be odd to see him go and be, without a doubt, the ultimate fastest rider in Supercross, without a doubt, and win the championship. To like yeah, man, he really gained that championship like at the end of the year, like he really yeah. he really he totally. he, he, won, yeah. he won three races and jet crashed disrupt you know what I mean, yep. like yeah, that will be very bizarre yeah, I,
3: I don't I, and I guess my only point and I agree with you, the only point i'm trying to say i don't I don't think this is what how he wants it to be, right it's funny how your desired plan changes, and like you're yeah. like, no we're just going to hang in there like I'm not worried about qualifying anymore i don't need to be the fastest guy. wait what it's what what i mean like that's it's
0: what you racers uh, tell yourselves
3: yeah well it's just funny how it changed and i don't know like i understand it i they're they're silver lining right they're trying to stay optimistic i get it it's just
0: um
2: well jt you're around chad i mean i'm sure chad's best case scenario is i will just be faster than Stu, and i'll just win 10 races (laughs) that's that's what you want right
3: yeah yeah for sure it's just uh it's funny to see the I don't. I don't mean this to be negative. Like the spinning of it, you know what I mean? Like that has a negative connotation. I don't mean it's a negative thing. It's just when you're forced to re re like change the game plan. Yeah, you know, Jet has forced them to change the game plan, and now they've spun it to where I'm like, nah, that doesn't really matter. But before last year, it was like what he hung his hat on. Like he wanted to be that fastest guy. He really liked that.
0: When. Yeah, but w- when you say they've spun it, I haven't heard this from, you know, I'm just, we just asked me what do I think, and that's what I said. I, I didn't, I have not heard, for the record, no one in his camp has told yeah, me. Yeah, you know, I
2: haven't heard him say consistency I'm saying from, from inter- his titles or anything like that.
3: Yeah, no, I'm just saying from interviews he's done and things like that, mm-hmm. like there's not this emphasis anymore on the speed thing. Like that was what we all, like, he was the fastest guy, like every time. Like everybody kind of knew, if you let Chase get out front, see ya. You know, like he's, he's out of here. And qualifying, good luck beating him in qualifying, you know, and we have not seen that. And he's not even the second fastest guy. Like, Webb's been faster than him. Like, it's just a strange change to me. It, it doesn't even have to be Jet. You know, it take Jet out of it, Chase would be nowhere near that same qualifying level guy that he was last year. You know, and I don't know why. I don't know if everybody else got better. But there is a definite difference there.
2: We Actually, should. that's a great point. Because at the end of the Nationals, they were – what were they, like 45 seconds up and everybody in Ironman? Yep. yep. This is not that.
3: No. Uh, no, so it's not even take Jet out of it. If you don't want it to be a Jet thing, that's okay. It's everybody else too, you know. Like, it's not that Chase isn't doing well. He has the points lead. That is a very valid point, but it just feels different, if that makes sense. like It, it has a very different feel this year.
0: So, we'd, uh, uh you picked Tomek as your title guy. How's that going? Are you sticking with that?
2: Like I said, you can't change. Okay. So. Still, still like our chances.
0: Okay. All right. Fair enough. Uh, this is a huge race for Tomac. Huge race. Um, all right, everybody. That's the 450 class for Detroit. Please uh, check it out. Um... Uh, please check out Motorsport.com. That's what I meant to say. Uh, great online retailer. Some say the best online retailer in the world, like including Amazon and everybody else. Some say Motorsport is better than those guys. And I agree. Uh, great prices, whether it's Renthal, Maxis, or Fly Racing. They can dial you in. they got free shipping and everything over 79 bucks. Go through the banner to help us out on uh, PulpMex.com. That would really make a big difference for us. Uh, it allows me to pay Weege and JT their extravagant salaries. And, uh, yeah, thanks to the folks at Motorsport.com for all that they do and a dedicated team of gearheads there. And, of course, Maxis and Renthal. As I said off the top, and fly racing, Dean Wilson, and uh, Justin Brayton, and R.J. Hampshire, and you name it, more guys and more guys in fly racing, flyracing.com. Check it out, uh, everybody, and off uh, on X Maps as well. We yeah,
2: on X Maps will give you a discount, twenty percent off, I believe, if you type in Racer X all one word, all lowercase. And the reason you want on X Maps is because they've got more than half a million miles of trails mapped out. That's mountain bike trails, hiking trails, trails for dirt bikes. Uh, you can specify that you only want dirt bike single track or only want mountain bike trails, which is different than most other apps like this, public and private land. People can leave information and tips and advice and guidance. Um, it's way better than anything else you're going to be able to use on your phone for this kind of thing. I got it myself and there's, I don't even know what this is, but this massive trail down in South Carolina, like 45 minutes from my house that I'd never even heard of. Google Maps isn't going to show that. So go to onxmaps.com and on X Offroad in the App Store. Just download the app and check it out.
0: All right, fair enough. Uh, thank you to the guys at Fly Racing for making this podcast happen. Racer X as well. Uh, Davey Coombs was there. Speaking of Racer X, Davy was there. He's on fire, just on fire. It was uh, it was good to see. He was up in the press box, came upstairs and said, "I'm just here so you guys don't talk shit about me not coming to press boxes like Weej." And I'm like, "Okay, all right, fair enough. You're hanging out. it's great." So and Weej we... came up this week though. Weej did, yeah. Weege yep. made it up. Weej made it up for I don't know ten minutes. I mean, JT was there for probably thirty. But uh nice to see you drop by, Weige. Yep.
2: I did I did I did go by and then I had to come back later. Uh our man SwizzCore had wristbands for him to get up to the press box, so I had to meet him outside. Yeah, I
0: was very was surprised. Tough. I was very surprised that you a got the wristbands and then, and then like had time to go outside and find them. Like congrat, like commendable. I was surprised. It probably
2: that. wasn't <clears throat> probably wasn't what I should be doing with my time. Mhm. But um I I some of my friends have been saying that I've sold out, so I really wanted to come through and uh, prove to everyone that I'm mm-hmm. um, still got my feet on the ground. Okay, but the real bummer situation was we had dinner, TV dinner, well catered TV meal, <clears throat> and I had just sat down with the great Justin Brayton, and then I got the call that Swiss Corps was outside the building,
0: mm-hmm. and I had okay. to leave. Yeah, all right, uh, great to hear you guys. Um, what'd you have there, TV Compound Land? What was it this week?
2: It's like a jambalaya. Hey, mm. JT, do you uh, do you eat with us, or do you have like some pre-planned like Whole Foods deal?
3: No, I ate, uh, I ate some of it. Um, there was okay. like shredded chicken, ribs, and tater tots. Okay.
2: Yeah, yep, and some jambalaya. It was good, but I had to quit early and uh, not hang out with Brayton. I had to settle for the fact that Brayton and I shared a car from the airport. We we're mm. on the same flight out. Yeah, uh, we had the very long rehearsal Friday night. We yeah. drove to the track together on Saturday. I had to settle for just that.
0: What 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 a time to be alive for Jason Wygant right now. Just what a time to be alive. Um, well, we got, we got Jimmy John's, uh, subs up in the press box, so, yeah, you guys can take your jambalaya and stuff it.
2: Wait a minute, you serve food?
0: Yeah, we, we, we got, well, there was, the word was pizza early in the day, and then an audible was called, and we got Jimmy John's. So, Feld Entertainment coming through for us. Wow. Um, all right, uh, 250 class, opening round of the East, and it happened, it happened, uh, Evan Ferry. Race the Supercross. I was there. It happened. It was a little weird, a little strange. Um, Timmy, Evie, uh, the Deans were there. JT, I don't know if you saw them.
3: I did not see them. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. yeah I kind of saw. I think Facebook or something. I knew yeah. they were there.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was there. He raced. Didn't go well. He hit a wall in the first turn. He did win the I mean, LCQ. He won the LCQ. Won the LCQ. Yeah. Yep. So there was that. And, Made his first uh, ever
3: main event. That's a good start.
0: Yeah, Triumph debut. What was bigger, Evan Ferry or Triumph? Kind of Evan, I think. But that's just me.
3: So that bike's
0: you know, Steve, fast.
3: That bike's
2: Steve fast. You, that was you didn't fast. Uh, spend mm-hmm. your money on high ceilings and going to the sphere and all this stuff, just wildly spending your money. You could have done what you said you were going to do. You had several last years covering this sport. Yep. The goal was to get out yep. before this happened. Yep. You set a deadline, mm-hmm. and you did not make it.
0: No. I didn't and it's sad. That was really you know, the depressing thing about all of this is I used to make fun of Dean Baker for wrenchy wrenched for Mike and Christian Craig. And I'm like, Dean, that will never like I'm never gonna do that. Like you gotta get out of this sport, you gotta go find a new career. Well I mean I wasn't like I was wrenching with Evan Ferry, but I was I was working in the sport when he when he turned pro and I wrenched for his dad for five years. So, yep. Very depressing. Not good. always hockey. Yeah, that 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 didn't work out. Maybe I'll try NASCAR like a weech.
2: Yeah, that didn't work out either. Um, all right. The, the fact that you didn't have to interview him after the race, you escaped. He hit the wall. He was done. I did. So you're at least holding that at bay. You've not had to interview him after a race yet.
0: I haven't. I did go to interview him. I did go, and he was yeah not available after hitting the wall. Um. So yeah. Um. All right. Hey, that first turn crash. Uh, our guy Phil is on. Um. Twitter this morning, you know, um, I watched it back a few times. You know, Seth Hamaker gets into it with um, Cameron, and then they go into Vial, and Vial cleans out everybody. Um, I don't know if, like, Phil was kind of like blaming Seth or blaming Cameron. I'm not exactly sure. Basically saying, you don't have it. You should have shut off. You know, you can't do this. He was also very vocal in our text, and I mean – i I don't know, I watched it, sure you can blame someone, but it's a start that goes the width of a turn, it's a short start straight it's a it's a left tight left, like yeah i don't know I'm not ready to like yell at Seth or yell at Cameron or anything else i, I yeah, what are you gonna there was no crash in the four fifties that I was aware of. everybody made it through, so like i don't know, I mean i Phil wasn't the only guy I heard say that, you know like what the hell's these what the hell are these guys doing and i'm like, I don't know, man, so to me, it was just racing. You guys see anything different? I don't like, uh, go ahead, I don't like
3: those. I don't like those ninety-degree left mm-hmm. first corners. Yeah. Um. I think those are asking for a lot of trouble because there's just nothing. Like everybody's going in there. You can't really let off because you got to get there, and then there's nowhere to go. So if yeah. anything happens on the inside and they stand each other up, they can't break anymore. And guess what happens? To everybody on the outside. They sure. are absolutely toast and going onto the concrete and i've seen it so many times and we only got one one really good taste of it but that was plenty um uh, but that that dynamic is just not a great one i know it doesn't always happen but i wrote about it Weija, i know you probably edited it on a staging area that i wrote on racerxonline.com but i mentioned mm-hmm. that very thing like you you put a 90 like that into onto a rhythm section. People are going to go flying off the racetrack. And I thought we were going to get away with it. And then there it was.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it definitely happened a lot over years. Right. But I don't know. I don't blame Seth or Cameron, which is kind of what, you know, I mean, Hayden Deegan blamed VL. He flipped them off. Um, <laughs> it
3: definitely wasn't VL's fault.
0: No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like, a lot of blame going around. And I'm like, well, huh. People,
3: people yeah. like, someone always gets – over-anxious or, you know, too excited on the inside, and that's where it always goes sideways. It's always – well, I shouldn't say always. The worst-case scenario is someone on the inside just wanting to push too deep, and then it just – it's a chain reaction of horror.
0: Yeah.
2: It's,
3: uh, what yeah. Tyler Bowers used to call bowling.
0: Yep. Yeah.
2: It is. It's literally 100% is. I yep.
0: mean, yep. look, uh, Hammaker, uh Vial, Hayden Deegan, and McAdoo all had their championship hopes like – hurt badly from this so yeah wasn't the you know. scary
3: part is the scary part is the wall was there right yeah. in a normal first turn you can run off the track you just run into tough blocks you know it's mm-hmm. not catastrophic but that wall really ups the ante for things going wrong
0: yeah ask poor evan ferry poor yeah guy. of course oh yeah um i will say this
3: i agree with you guys that it's
2: just a racing thing however however um I did hear some 250 guys say that part of the reason they get angry is certain guys in that class have a rep for being too anxious on the inside. Yep. So so that's part of it. And then also, perspective, I was talking to Justin Cooper, who I saw at the airport this morning, and he's like, dude, those 250 guys, like, that's what they do. Like, they they
3: don't let off. And I'm like... Yeah, yeah, it's way more... Well, I shouldn't say this. I should say way more balls than brains. But I guess it's pretty <laughs> fitting. So I'm
2: like, hey, did you guys have any issues on your 450 starts and he's like no and i'm like interesting so it's somewhat that's racing but you hear that and you're like okay it's the rider
3: caused it that's 250 racing in a nutshell man like yes 250 class is just guys with no experience and not enough uh, perspective and they're just not wise enough yet right so they're just full send all the time and i yeah you can see it if you talk to those guys that's why the 450 race is just totally different uh, they understand that you can't win the race in the first damn corner. Like, calm down.
0: Uh, before yeah, I, same
3: start, two completely different
2: outcomes. Yeah. Yep.
0: Before I get into Forkner, uh, was it Max Anstey hype? And there was a lot of it. I mean, it was kind of justified, right? Like, I mean, okay, so yeah, he, did the, he McAdoo, did the thing. Deegan, like you know, Vial, they all go down. But like, I mean, Max was fast all day. He was fastest in one well, of the Texas. I, there
3: like, were yeah. there were there were some that were poo pooing this the Anstey thing, right? Like. It's not muddy, so he's not going to do anything. And I don't think that played out that way. I thought he yeah. rode really well. Like
0: he Ouija did, was... I mean, like he yeah. was solid. Yeah. yeah. He, Ouija was justified. He rode great. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. He didn't win, but it was fine. There was no reason to be like, that That was um, overhyped. I guess we have a... Is there an Anstey Realist? Is that what there we, is, we got
3: here? There is an Anstey Realist out there. there is. Okay.
2: Yeah, he didn't win, but in no way, shape, or form, am I like, oh, that was nothing. Yeah, man.
0: yeah. No, the, the hype seems like, uh, yeah. Hype seemed like it was real, you know? So he he rode really well, like even with those guys in the race. Uh, Forkno wins, though. Austin Forkner wins. First time he's had a red plate in a long time. Uh, he won a couple years ago. And then, of course, years years earlier, he threw away a championship with a, with an injury. And, I mean, Mitch told me he's never seen him ride better. Uh, and here he is. He's working with Rhino. Uh, he was fast all day also. So, like, this isn't a f- massive first-turn crash thing for him or Anstey. Like, they were great all day long. And Forkno rode a great race, Weech.
2: Yeah, he did, and uh, two things really stand out. JT, you and I both made this point in the broadcast. That first turn crash is the type of thing that Fortner gets caught in all the time. So, congrats.
0: He said I that did too. Ask yeah. Him in the press yeah.
2: conference. If he thought about yeah. that, and he's like, absolutely. He said he heard carnage behind him. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to ask him if he saw a giant anvil, and he just happened to miss it this time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he said he heard bikes crashing behind him, and he's like, "Oh, this is the difference." He's like, this is the difference if I actually get ahead of all this. Mm -hmm. But also what I noticed, more important for him, he didn't look as fast as his lap time showed. And when you watched him ride qualifying, it wasn't 2019 Austin Forkner in any way, shape, or form, but his times were good. And he said, yeah, that's been been the goal to ride like that because that's the way Jet Lawrence rides. And obviously that's working. And he even said uh, that a couple of days ago, maybe kind of what you're talking about with Mitch here, Steve, is that uh every they were doing lap times at the track and someone's like there's no way that could be your time you there's no way you're going faster than everybody else because it just looks so slow but that's what they've been working on and i i feel like it was there i feel like at no point where you're like oh my god look at
3: this guy but the speed was fine
0: yeah do you yeah. think
3: it's the straight back thing is that like what they're really working on hips are hips are unlocked i, I don't want to talk about the hips but like is there hips are unlocked, like, bro yeah, I was going to demonstrate that. what I'm that means, that. and you guys didn't even want to hear it. I no, I don't. I don't want to hear about unlocked hips at all. I don't, I don't all. like unless it's in a joke form, like unless we're going to kid around about it. But like, I when I watch Jet Ride, his back is straighter than almost anybody else I've ever seen. So I don't know if that's
2: well. Those part two of it. things are. Those two things are. That's the same actually. Okay. Okay. The straight back is what unlocks the hips. So six to one, half a dozen in the other. The 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 rounded back is what locks them. Straight back is what
3: unlocks him, so there you okay. go. Okay. You won't ever catch me saying that the hips unlocked is doing it, but if you're telling <laughs> me that they're related, then I'm in. Yes, one leads to the other. Okay.
0: He rode great. Austin Forkner, yeah, good job for that. Uh, it almost sucks that he's three weeks off for his next race, right? Like, you want to keep that going, but he rode, he rode really well. Uh, yeah, but
3: he gets to bask in the glow of that. I kind of like it for him. Like, you know, I don't understand what you're saying, like the momentum and all that. I get it, but... He just gets to sit around, like, for a guy who's gone through a lot. Like, he's had a lot of turmoil and disappointment and I'm I'm sure, like, self-introspection of, like, am I going to keep racing? Like, am I going to have to go get a job to, to be able to just go to the practice track and have the red plate and do all that? Like, we don't know where it goes from here. I, I, I like it for him. I'm I'm happy for him.
0: I said this to him last year when we had him on the show, uh, and it was nothing against Robbie Renard. I just thought he needed to get a whole new trainer program place to live all of that and it was nothing because you know robbie was the reason he just needed a fresh start he just really needed. he kind of agreed with me uh which was which was nice because him and i i mean i don't really know him so i don't know if he was like gonna be like what the fuck but he he at least agreed with me a little bit on that like i just think he needed just to switch it up and he de- he's done that so um yeah good job uh daxton bennett there was daxton bennett hype weege flying the test track there was that and maybe this one was real too
2: yeah, there was. Yep. I mean, I don't take much out of the flying at the test track in general. And then, you know, when it's a rookie, you know, a lot of times, as soon as they get out there and there's tough blocks and there's lights and there's fans and all that, it, it completely goes out the window. But it really never did for him. And I know it's easy. Any of these results at this point, you could start saying, yeah, but the Allen McAdoo yeah. and yeah. Hammaker and Deegan were contenders. They could all get bonus positions. But wasn't Bennick also really fast in qualifying, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it was, like, in the mix the whole time. So I don't think this was a caveat or an yeah, asterisk Yeah, qualified
0: seventh. All. Yeah, seventh.
3: I, think it was yeah, really I good. feel like it's higher at some points. Think, so I, that's the question I have is, is this is this a result of the big crash? Because, you, I mean, there were some heavy hitters down in that first turn. So, yeah. I mean, you, you can only race who's in front of you. That's not yeah. on him to sort out, right? Yeah. Like you just take advantage of the situation. I just don't know if the next East Coast race is going to look exactly like that.
0: I think, I think Bennett could be that good. Uh, the bike's good. The team's good. The people he rides with are that good. Deegan's hurt. I would go shock on down as affected, but I think Daxon can make a podium with everybody up there. I really do. But you think like so? You think
3: he beats Vial, McAdoo, Hamaker, Deegan? Like
0: y- yeah, yeah. I think he's in the mix. Okay. I think he's in the mix. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know might need a little bit of help i would say not one of those not guys. yet okay. that would be
3: my take but we're we're yeah. going to find out it's great yeah,
0: part. yeah he wrote he wrote he wrote really well uh and it, been hearing great things about him at the track for sure um let's go to hayden a little bit i i don't know why they weren't telling everybody that he broke his wrist um but yeah he said he sprained it and missed a week on the bike and kind of was still playing that game whatever they can do whatever they want he, it was weird to see he was fastest in session 1 untimed like, timed, but not doesn't count. Fastest rider. So you're like, oh shit, like now he's got something. And then the second time and third time, he was sixth or seventh, right? Weird to see that. I guess he, I just, think he
3: was eighth, maybe.
0: Well, yeah, I wanted to make a statement and then kind of went backwards from there. Um, look, the kid, yeah, he gets wrist surgery. So, like, I don't know, like sixth or seventh or eighth or whatever, he ended up qualifying and kind of he almost won the heat. Like, he caught McAdoo late in the race. That was great. Um, you know, he's going to be winded a little bit, he's going to be sore, all that. I thought. I thought that he could have salvaged, uh, yeah, third, fourth, fifth on the night without the crash. I mean, his bike was so bent up, um, and he got those points just like McAdoo. So, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, look, the crash sucked, but I thought the kid, considering the injury and the surgery, came off pretty good.
3: Yeah, the, the biggest variable – or not variable. The biggest factor of all this for me is that they have this break now. Like yeah. That is such a huge thing for him.
0: Yeah. Uh, I guess – did Brian say it was broken? Did someone say Brian did an interview? Did you guys talk to him?
2: Um, did, no, I did not hear oh, from Brian. Okay. Will reported, you know, the, the recovery process of like, are you going to be able to race, get in a pit bike and things
3: like that. But I did not hear right, that
0: right, right, right. okay,
3: word. Yeah. We'll talk to Brian. I don't think, I don't know about the broken thing, but we'll definitely talk to Brian. And there was more time off than I think Hayden initially said. Okay. And that was all I was trying to get to the bottom of is like, yeah, come on, man. He missed more than a week. Like, I don't care what the diagnosis was, but telling all of us that he missed more of a week. Like we all know too many people. To, to believe that yeah. right i i just couldn't figure that one out
0: i don't know i had to laugh when he said on the podium that if the fans only knew what the riders go through and then i'm like but you you could tell us you would yeah. look like a hero if you told us you broke your scaphoid and you had surgery i mean you could yeah we'd all we'd all would be right like-
3: at a track with endless amounts of people <laughs> like people just everybody you're a huge star like you're never going to be able to yeah keep that you know, but, like, quiet.
0: But just tell everybody, and we all go, holy shit, great ride. Right.
3: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Uh, yeah. I, I, it's weird, man. None of it made any sense to me. Um, and also, too, Chance Hymus, really good, uh, was leading the heat for a long time. He put his knee down in the sand, the same knee he got repaired, and then he hurt it. And, yeah, he went backwards in both the heat and the main, if people are wondering. Then he crashed in the whoops in the main event as well. I think he crashed maybe one other time, too. So, bad race for Chance Hymus and he's got that knee injury, but he got three weeks off. So, there is that. Um Cody Shock fourth. Good job for Cody. Club MX. Uh, shout out to J-Mart, man. That was not good. Uh, he was out cold, and, you know, he's okay. He's going to be all right. They took him to hospital and all that. But, I mean, honestly, like, that could be it for J-Mart. I don't know. That, I'm not saying it is. Uh, if we heard, would you be surprised, Weege?
2: Oh, man. It, like, he it can only take so much, dude. Yeah. It can only take so much.
0: Yeah, I mean, that was nasty. So, Poor J-Mart. Last lap, too. Last lap. last you know One more corner to go. Uh, but Oh, the heat, yeah. Yeah, yeah. the heat. Uh, yeah. And Jet Reynolds, uh, he can't get through his first Supercross either. He cracked the collarbone. So, tough day for Club MX, and then they got Cody getting a career-best fourth on the night. Yeah. A, a lot of ups and downs there. Um, yeah,
2: yeah, something to celebrate. The, I don't know. I think uh, as sucky as it is for uh, J-Mart, who's been going through quite a few injuries lately, I think the Jet Reynolds thing is worse.
0: Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Not not great for him, for sure. Um, yeah, did you collarbone, see- right? Yeah, collarbone. Did you see Pierce Brown on Swole in the Heat? No. Oh, it was a little unnecessary. <laughs> Jesus. Wow. <laughs> like, and Jalik was like, I don't know, man. We don't have any beef. We, we've we never we never had it run into each other. I don't know. Jalik was not happy. Yeah, it's
3: always that. Uh, and I thought Ricky did a good job in the moment kind of explaining that. Like, when you cross the main rut to get to someone then it's it's hard to really defend it that's where it is for me like if you go in kind of check them up take the bottom rut and you make the pass like a hard pass i'm fine but when you cross the main rut to get to somebody and they make contact it's yeah that's yeah. To be the, the, kind of the, the line
0: yeah it was, wasn't great now pierce qualified quickest overall how about that pierce balanced was, was with, ripping pole, the pole position and he stayed upright he got bad starts he got caught in that crash. Uh, in the first turn, so he came from way back to fifth. Like he rode really well, and now yeah. I'm thinking Pierce Brown could win a race.
3: We did you see how fast he was going on Friday as well? He was, he looked great on Friday
2: too. He did, but I mean, I feel like we've seen plenty of speed from Pierce Brown before. So I was
3: like, okay, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I just thought he looked like the fastest guy. That's all I was like, I, and we know, right? He crashes a lot. That's the the name of the game. Yep. We know with with Pierce. <laughs> I just thought he looked. Like he's always looked fast, but last year, like he didn't look faster than Jet. He didn't look faster than RJ. You know what I mean? Like he—he's good, no, no doubt. But I was like, oh man, he looks like the fastest guy in his class, and we'll see what he does with that. You know, Steve's already making that point. I think he can win a race, but it kind of showed up right away on Friday.
0: He looked great. Like I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to like think differently about Pierce Brown. Jalik probably is also thinking differently about <laughs> Pierce Brown. Um, but yeah, looked looked good. Ollie Stone was impressed with the manager talked to him at the end of the night uh Jalik was also caught up in that crash and came all the way up to sixth on the triumph triumph making their debut you know
2: I'm not a uh you know guy that looks at bikes and claims that I know set up like a lot of people seems to be like a fun thing that everybody thinks oh that bike looks way off <laughs> and and usually that's uh, they always just claim the rebounds too fast and then when you talk to suspension guys, it's like actually it's usually the opposite um. Anyway, I, I didn't see anything that made me think, like, oh, man, like, they got some work to do.
0: Yeah, I no, I talk, I was talking to Stanton. I thought it was great. Yeah, was talking to yeah. Stanton in the press box, and Jeff's a pretty straight shooter, man. Like, you know, and he told me, yeah, bike's good. Is it, is it the best bike out there? No, but it's right in line with everybody else. Bike's I good. I thought it was good. Yeah.
3: I mean, Evan Evan Ferry whole shot the uh, LCQ from the outside. I know yeah. it's not against factory bikes, but
0: mm-hmm.
3: I didn't see Jalik's bike handling poorly. I saw a really strong engine. Uh yeah. I mean I, I thought it was a really, really nice first effort.
0: Jaleek told me that his favorite thing on the bike was the the turning. He likes the turning. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um yep. Henry Miller seventh. Good job for Henry. That that is just like such a Miller ride, right? Like just he's a privateer every year. He's on tie loop Honda. And uh yeah, just seventh. Seventh to tenth. Henry Miller. Um yeah, it's great. Guillaume Ferrez, totally. first supercross for Guillaume, uh eighth for him, not bad. Welton ninth. Again, I think Welton benefited from that crash, but Marsh nice to see Marsh get into the LCQ. He's a friend of all of ours, I think. Um Trevor Callup. Anyone? Anything? He's
3: from I, uh he's from Indiana. Indiana. I
0: he works with Bowers.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. He raced futures a bunch and not really didn't really have a lot of success in futures. Like two top tens in the futures, but nothing, nothing to write home about. Yeah. But uh, really, really impressive. Fastest,
0: fastest, and unseated qualifying. Yep. You know. So uh, I asked. He
3: made me go do research. I'll tell you that. Like I watched him. I got all right. right, I need to go learn about this kid. Right. That's that's probably the best compliment I could give him. He he forced me to break up the Google machine and go find out what I needed to know.
0: Um, I asked Benek if Futures prepared it for Supercross. He was like, well, a little bit, but this was like times 10. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. I said, you know. Just
2: to track me more beat or what?
0: Just everything. He said times 10. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Um, all right. The Hitman, 12th. Hitman's on Tylew Honda also. Mm-hmm. Pretty uh, good. pressing both. Both Plug, Both Plug. Yep, that
2: was his first pro race. Base base, flug.
0: Base fluke. That's it. Sorry, I knew it. Um, And uh, Romano, first Supercross for Nick Romano, 14th for him.
3: 540 days since he's raced.
0: Wow. Uh, Yeah, and
3: I don't think he had ridden much. I think he had another setback. Last year was
2: ACL, and I think he had a different thing. He had not ridden that much. Um, And it looked that way. He definitely wasn't like Deegan Bennett level, his teammates, when you watch him in practice, but it didn't matter. you did okay in the race.
0: Yeah, and McAdoo and Deegan salvage points that may help them down the road a little bit. Um, and uh, Vial also, uh, yep, kept riding out there. Uh, Colin Park dislocated his wrist, I guess, and then he put on a charge in the LCQ like no other. Uh, that was great in the LCQ to get in for Colin, and then that's right, dislocated his wrist. Hamaker really blows. Hamaker was KO'd after first practice, and I heard he was out for the night. I tweeted it. I had to correct it. But I heard from somebody that was like, yeah, he's out. Like, that was a hard hit. And then uh, he came back, and, you know, good job for Seth. Qualified decently and all that. And then was involved in this so are, turn crash. And, yeah, boy.
3: I, I mean, are are you confirming that he was knocked out? Because I think that's – we have to be really careful there.
0: That's what I heard, yeah.
3: I understand. But, okay. like, I, I have a very hard time believing that if he was confirmed to be knocked out, that they let him race. I'm almost positive that would not be the case.
0: Yeah. Okay. Uh, I – the person I talked to was like, he, yeah, he doesn't remember anything.
3: No, I, I get it. I understand. I'm just saying, like, I, I just want to be a little careful there because I don't know the facts, and that seems really suspect if they're like, yeah, he was knocked out, and then we cleared him. Like, that doesn't I – I don't know that I've ever seen anything like that happen. So but
0: Zach Bell. Uh, Zach Bell's on line one.
3: I agree. I understand. <laughs> I, I Well, he was told – he argued to the death that he wasn't knocked out there, right? And I kept telling the guy – yeah, I don't have confirmation, but I don't know what I'm seeing, right? So it's the same argument almost in reverse, where Zach Bell claims he wasn't ever knocked out. Rough <laughs> night. Finally got to start.
0: <laughs> Rough night for Seth. <laughs> Rough <laughs> night for Seth Hamaker. Yeah. Wow. Jeez. And then Evan Ferry, twenty second. So, I mean, look, we've seen it before. The, the 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 points get deficit. I mean, we've had champions that have missed a race, you know, and still won a championship, but. Yeah, with with Forkner looking this good uh, and Anstey even looking this good, those guys have a deep hole, Deegan, McAdoo, Vial. I don't know if i put Vial in a title contender guy, but Deegan and McAdoo have a a deep hole to climb up. Do you think
3: there's going to be a lot of parity, though? Because that's what I would argue back with. I I think it's going to be hard for these guys to just kind of be perfect, so maybe it's not as challenging to gain points, you know?
0: Yeah, but, I mean, by parity, I think of, like, Deegan going first and Forkner getting third. Then next weekend, Forkner getting first and Deegan getting third. And That's what I'm saying. I don't, that it's going to
3: go that, I don't know that it's going to go that way. I think it's going to be a little bit more chaotic than that is is what I'm leaning towards. What
0: do you think, Weech? I
3: could be wrong. I yeah. could be wrong.
0: No, I.
2: It, it, the point you're making, JT, is that it's easier to make up points. In this yes, scenario? Because I,
3: I don't see anybody that's going to be like dominant where they're just podium every single time, never make a mistake. You know, like I don't think that class is going to, this class is going to be that way.
2: Yeah, it's like the guys are equally matched enough where if you just tip over or get a bad start, the best you're going to do is fifth.
3: And it's not an automatic second place for yeah. anybody. They're not going in going, man, the most amount of points I can make up this weekend is like five. You know, I don't think it's going right. to be like that.
0: Yeah, but I would I would flip that and say like the same thing could because everyone's so equally, like like the margin of error for McAdoo and Hayden is now oh, yeah. slimmer. And so if they make one more mistake and Forkner does well, then Deegan can rip off two wins in a row, three wins in a row, and and, and still not be there, you know? So I don't know. I I see it's 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 both sides of the coin. Uh but I will say Pierce Brown is is now a race winner to me. Like he, he was really good. Um and he's got to feel that way. And I don't know if I had Pierce Brown winning a race before. Uh he does have a win, right? Does he didn't he get a win? No. No podium? No. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um I could
2: do willing to do whatever it takes. I he, can tell you that. Oh yeah. That is for correct.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That 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 was the that was nuts. Nuts. Get it? Yeah, it was nuts. Uh, okay. All right. Detroit He's really? not gonna
3: shrink away from the moment, that's
0: for damn mm-hmm. sure. He is Balls Credit to out.
3: Mcadoo, by the way, for being a great sport about all this. Um,
2: yeah,
0: yeah well, like he was, and,
2: he's he's been hilarious through this whole thing.
0: He's got a problem though with the knee. He's getting it checked out tomorrow, so he's got a knee injury. He had an ice bag on it after after the race. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, he doesn't think it's that serious, but could be an issue with the knee. So,
2: Any other ice bags anywhere else?
0: Uh, I do not I cannot confirm or deny that. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh. So all right, we're on to Glendale. On to Glendale. Yeah, but, weird
2: how we had one East race for sure.
0: Yeah, Glendale's a great track, good stadium, looking forward to it. Um should should maybe not claim as many as many riders, I think. Um yeah, let's hope it let's hope it ends up being, you know, a little easier track for these guys, 'cause like if you're a rider, you've had these two hellacious mutters, you've had Anaheim one nerves, right? And now you have this where you were just hanging on uh and, and dragging your foot pegs up faces. So um all right, anything else? Four field. Nope. All right. Uh, oh no way! Got wait. one more thing oh, I do. Okay. What
2: I've noticed I made a uh, appearance on Race Day Live this weekend. it's wearing a plaid shirt supplied by my good friend Jason Thomas of Fly Racing. Oh yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So as I've said many times, you just wear that flannel, and everything else will take care of itself. But some are just too stubborn.
0: <laughs> oh okay, this is where yeah. Do
2: it. So I, I proved a point. Now it yeah. is been recorded in history, anyone that wants to go to peacock and watch Race Day Live will see me in the shirt on the broadcast. If you want to be on Race Day Live just wear the shirt.
0: Why do you say this when you were with me in the media room in the bowels of the stadium and some <laughs> gentleman that was either a dig dug or a flagger was like, "Where's your jacket man? Where's the jacket? I was hoping to see the jacket like how how unbelievable can, How could you say JT, this see the guy
2: came in the room was disappointed he wanted to see the jacket in person yeah. Yeah, because Steve won't shut up about it on no, the shows. No, because it's
0: a because it's a massive hit, and this gentleman. Oh
3: right, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just roaming like it's just ripping through the pits. It had nothing to do with you talking about it incessantly.
0: Can't weed. You can't. He can't even give me like a little bit of credit. He can't. He no, can't. because you're.
3: Oh god, you're you're twisting what
0: it hurts you. To, it hurts you to say like, oh yeah, you know, the guy wanted to see a nice jacket.
3: It's just a jacket, man. It's just a jacket. See, you get you get you get no no recourse. Just a jacket.
0: I, do you think I paid that gentleman Weech? Do you think I set it up for you? Like, hey man, Weech is going to be right here. Come by. Like, do you think I? You,
2: your, your propaganda that you, <laughs>
3: you put out on the street. Your propaganda. <laughs> propaganda.
0: Okay. They want to be part of the propaganda. part of the show talk.
3: That's what's happening. Like they they know it's a thing, so they're they're piling in. Like it happens all the time. Oh, okay. Jacket it's propaganda.
0: Okay. Well, listen. Uh, I did. I did Weech. Uh, I felt your flannel, your fly flannel. I felt it, and you did. To, to see if it was that same sort of feeling. And you had said, no, we washed it. So there's hope there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Give it a run through the wash and dryer. Right. It's, it's uh, quite comfortable. Okay. And I am sorry. I, I did go to the press box, but I'm sorry. We were not able to uh, make dinner plans on Friday as I planned. We just had a lot of rehearsals.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Something real late. Uh, JT was as well.
0: Yeah. Sad. Uh, it's sad. It's sad. Yeah. Be- people.
3: Well, you stay by the airport. So that would, I mean, there's no shot we were doing any of that with you staying at the airport. Mm.
0: I I can't drive in. I can't. It's twenty minutes I don't away. I think
3: you were. Go- were you going to? I don't believe you were going to.
0: I was told no. I was told early in the week rehearsals are happening. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: JT yeah. rehearsals are always I didn't,
3: I didn't even it. eat dinner. JT, did you? Did you even have dinner? Of course I did. JT,
0: <laughs> it's sad. JT. It's, it's sad. And, and listen, everyone. No, no, I'm
3: not. I'm not shying away from this at all. I just know that there's no chance this was ever happening with you staying at the airport.
0: Everyone has noticed what you t- the things you two guys have said and oh, done. Okay. So right, it's not a right, problem. Right. It's not just me. Maybe yeah, maybe maybe this week guys. Maybe
2: we were absolutely not at two separate very very high-end dinners on Friday and then eventually morph those two dinners into one mm-hmm. in one very high-end setting with some very high-place people. We definitely yeah, were de- not doing that
3: on Friday.
0: Definitely not. Absolutely no. Not. That no. Was not happening. no. It's okay, man. I just had, like, a bowl of cereal in my, alone in my hotel room. So it's cool. No problem. You had a
3: bowl of cereal?
0: No, but it was the most pathetic dinner I could think <laughs> no, of to say. No. I did not have a bowl of cereal, but yeah. yeah.
2: Separately, and unrelated to this, shout out to Mike Benacci and everybody at Club MX. Love those guys. But completely <laughs> unrelated to what happened on Friday night.
0: I heard there was even a troll train sighting.
2: Well, one of uh, Club MX's riders, who I won't name, but his name rhymes with Schmill. uh... I'm not going to make it. Uh, so his seat at the table for this dinner we did not have was filled in. I mean, great choice. Must have helicoptered in Alex Martin to fill the seat at, at this dinner that didn't happen.
0: I love how Phil is like, he's the gossip king in all the group texts, right? Knows all the, yep. th- wants all the gossip, knows all the gossip, got me in trouble with Cade, all the gossip going on and on, <laughs> right? And then when it comes to Enzo Lopes, like not racing... Just quiet. No word. Nothing. Nothing. And it turns out that Enzo was never going to race this race, or at least for a little while. I mean, it was known for a little while. And, and and Phil just, yeah, just just didn't bother letting anybody know that. Just, yeah, you know what? Yeah.
2: You wouldn't be surprised, JT, but on this group text with... Phil and Steve they're constantly accusing. No, you're the one
3: that always leaks. No, you're the one that can't be trusted. No, you're <laughs> oh, the wow. No, I, right. I would never see that coming from Steve. Not that that's nothing like my my engagement at all. Or or Phil, are you surprised it comes from
0: Just yeah, I, I mean, it's,
3: it's both. It's both saying he, it to each
2: other.
0: He, yeah. Phil's always really
3: nice to me like we don't have the same level of uh rapport that Steve does, so.
0: <laughs> Listen, uh, I right. I I got a Great. we I got a text that JT was in on uh Saturday night. With some confidential information, and I haven't said anything to anybody or put it out or anything. Nothing. Uh, because I was asked not to. So, you know, I can, oh. I've proven that I can hold on to something. Um, you know, Phil has not, though. And Phil should tell us that his brother-in-law, Enzo Lopes, is not racing the opener. When we're all <laughs> looking at Enzo Lopes as racing the opener. <laughs> and then when we... When we... I, gave
3: you, I gave you confidential info?
0: No, another person did on another group text. Oh, okay. Yeah.
3: Oh, you're right, right, right. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So, you know... Like, yeah, Phil, not quite the same. And then also Mike Bonacci um, said, is Phil coming on Monday? And I said, no, you know, he didn't race. And then Bonacci was very relieved, very relieved that Phil's not coming (laughs) on. Not going to tear into Dirtworks or tear into Yamaha transmissions or anything anymore. So (laughs) Phil's going to get a week off of relaxation. (laughs) Uh, all right, fly racing, Racer X podcast, Detroit review. Uh, look for us in Glendale. Are we doing this uh, Monday? We probably should do this Monday, right? Next week.
3: Uh yeah, I'm going to be in Vegas uh, for Super Bowl, but I will be in studio to do it Monday with you. So, oh yeah,
0: you. yeah, Weege. we. Should we just tell our listeners now it'll be Monday morning? Oh
3: yeah, Follow with me. Yeah, yep. Super Bowl, Makes bro. Sense. Yeah, Super Bowl. Yep. Yeah, I'll be watching.
0: Okay, all right, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you.
3: Oh. Also. I wanted to uh, apologize. I, I shouldn't have been so argumentative at the beginning of this podcast. I don't know why. I was okay. Uh, okay. I was very frustrated that I sat with my AirPods on for thirty minutes waiting for you to start this thing. Uh, so yeah, I'm sure there are going to be people that are listening to the beginning of this going, "Dude, he sounds so pissed," and I, I was. But so, just want to throw that in there.
0: Do you want me to tell the listeners what the, no, it's the reason your anger? Like, fine. I had I'm nothing right. to do with this. I'm
3: not mad anymore. It's okay. It's good. I Weech, just you to, can uh, vouch
0: for I had nothing uh, to do with this late start time. Weech. You just vouch for me.
3: Yeah, we're we're good. We gotta get It's enough. <laughs> All right. Listen, I apologize. We're good. Okay. Like, I you don't did, know what else you want. Very nice.
0: Okay, very nice. We just are, very nice. Everybody back away. <laughs> 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 All right. Thanks for listening. Appreciate it, JT Weige. Thanks, boys.
3: See ya. <laughs>
1: This has been the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show, presented by Maxis Tires, Renthal, Motorsport.com, and Kuba links on racerxonline.com. Thanks for listening and supporting our partners.